everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your host. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. And we recently had a listener write into us and it really touched our hearts. They thanked us um, for ending our episodes how we have the past couple of months because I'm sure if you listen you may have noticed at the end of our episodes we kind of just end with some daily affirmations, some sweet little messages just to remind you to take care of yourself basically Um, and not to forget that you are important. Um, We're all struggling with our own things in life. No one really shares like not necessarily but no one ever not everyone struggles with the exact same thing but we all struggle enough that we can relate. Yeah. So we do try to end every episode in a positive manner. Um, mostly yes because we are discussing some really tough topics but we also know that mental health is important and for some people disassociating and listening to a podcast or listening to something that might be a little gruesome is their way of disassociating from everything and taking care of themselves so just be sure to fill up your bucket today instead of at the end we're going to put it at the beginning so take care of yourself drink your water take your meds um go on that shopping trip buy that dress uh, buy that piece of tech you want like just take care of yourself in whatever way that is like just just yes yolo take care (laughs) of yourself um so you can be sure that there will be a lot of that in more episodes because if it's helping one person that's all that matters to us so we are truly grateful for all the connections that we've made over the past two years and cannot believe that it's almost been two years uh we are forever grateful And I know that there was once a time where we didn't think anyone would even listen to our podcast, but here we are. So thank you for everything that you have done. Um, I do want to add on into our little intro as well, too, that um, we are recording this episode a little bit early, so it it hasn't actually happened yet, but um, if everyone here has listened, I'm sure most people remember our episodes on Becky Gary. Um, this coming up Friday, Beth will be out of town, and I really wish she was going with me, but she'll be Sorry. out of town. I will be headed to Baton Rouge with Becky's sister and her daughter to go and speak to the Baton Rouge Police Department. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally... We're able to find somebody that would listen. Yeah. And um, Joyce said that when I talked to her, she said that the guy, there was a lot of information that when he read the type notes, he even had questions on because he's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of stuff that they're wanting to look into. There's some DNA tests that they're wanting back, they're wanting to get done. Um, so all kinds of real interesting stuff. So if we have permission to talk about the stuff that we find out when I come back, I plan on putting together an episode of just like some update stuff just to put out like an update episode. So yeah, I just wanted to add that on there too, but I am going to pass it over to Bethany because guess what guys? It's Florida week. Oh so God. there you go. And I'm just not. I'm not going with Crystal because I'm like a butthole or something. <laughs> um, I said you're gonna go to town. I'm going to pick up 
my little one, he's been living his life in Canada with family this summer and uh, doesn't miss me at all. So he's, I gotta go pick him up and bring him home. And but you're also gonna be home for like a couple of yeah, weeks I'm gonna too. Yeah, I'm be there for a little bit to see my mom because it's it, my mom's birthday is Wednesday or er, Thursday. It's 18th. I think that's Thursday. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. You get to spend another two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So today's episode is kind of special. It was the moment I knew my family truly supports me in Crystal's podcast. Um, I mean, we know my mom, like she's been on the podcast and she's given us a lot. So like, we know my mom is an A1 since day one. Um, but this is an episode to say thank you to my grandparents specifically. Uh, well, specifically my papa. Okay. Because he is gone. And it's funny that I put this in my notes because Crystal was just talking about this and not putting two and two together has gone around the panhandle (laughs) listen to the last episode if you want to get the reference um because if you don't know by now you really should i'm from the panhandle florida panhandle so yeah glad we put that together um but he literally goes around and lets everybody know that i do a podcast with my best friend and he thinks it's like the coolest thing at first he didn't know what a podcast was so I had to sit him down and have that conversation with him because he thought we had a radio show, which I guess. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, it really and truly is. The, it's the same thing. You just are putting it out on your own time, time rather than being in like a time slot. Yeah. So once I explained to him and then I showed them where they could listen to it and then what our shirts look like, then it was like. It's like my grandparents. Yeah. I had to subscribe to us on my grandparents' phone so that yeah. they could, like, get notifications. So they get notifications when we go live and when they're, like, on their way to some places, they'll listen to us. Yeah. And it's I had cute. to walk them through what Spotify was and then the App Store on their – it was a whole thing. Yeah, it was, it's a whole thing. A whole I love it, though. It's cute. I think it's the cutest, though. And one day, because he travels a lot, we have a family business. So he is all over the place and he mentioned it at his favorite local diner pennies while he was grabbing breakfast um and this is off of laurel hill highway so like highway 85 if you're locals you'll know you know when you know you know (laughs) (laughs) but actually when crystal and i went home for a visit this uh couple of months back in june we actually went to this diner with him and had breakfast a couple of times um i even brought crystal breakfast a couple of times when she couldn't make it with us because she was working um but he introduced us and the man serving coffee he doesn't work there he just frequents it a lot and has a soft spot for the ladies that run it and so he often helps them serve that's sweet and like serve coffee when like they're busy and stuff and he's waiting for his own food um and he was like i've been telling your pops which everybody calls him pops except for us okay it's like everybody it's like adults are afraid to say pop all i guess it's or, weird though like i get to call like i guess because when you call someone like that it's kind of like um maybe it's like you're not sure like what to call them yeah i guess I don't know. To me, he's just like, Papa. I'm like, hey, get it together. It's just like, mine's my Papa. Yeah, and he was like, your Pops. And I, was I, call like, pa- I call my Papa Pops sometimes, though. Yeah. It's just because it's funny. Yeah. 
But he was like, um, I've been telling your pops all about something that, and this man walked up to me and I had no idea who he was. <laughs> okay. And apparently like my papa had been just like showing him pictures of me. So he like knew me immediately. And I do look a lot like my mom. So he probably knew. And he's like, I've just been telling him and there's something that happened in our little town many, many decades ago. And you little ladies should do an episode on it. And if you know elderly people, they love calling younger women little ladies. Mm-hmm. My papa even does it. I guess it's just like this. <laughs> you little ladies. You little ladies. I guess it's just a southern It reminds thing. me of that really bad comment that we got where she called us like little girls. Little girls. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, it's like a compliment. I'm 30 years old and you're oh calling me a little God. girl. I'm so happy. Yeah. Okay, lady. <laughs> Anyways, then the next night we went to dinner. And me and Crystal remember this dinner specifically because... <laughs> It ha- I know where you're going. Yeah, it haunts me to this day because oh we were at Desi's. And if you're from Fort Walton or the Crestview area, this is in Crestview, obviously. That's where my grandparents live. Desi's is like the rave of the town. It's like this buffet place. And it's only open a certain amount of hours. And my papa was like, I really want us to go here for dinner. So we met my grandparents and then a couple of his friends at Desi's for dinner. And my oldest was sitting on the other side of Crystal. And then one of my grandparents' friends showed up and didn't even give this lady a chance to introduce herself. My she ol- sat down. Yeah. And my started oldest, eating. My oldest goes, hi, I'm Alex. My mom gives me a lot of medicine. <laughs> <sighs> and I'm like, wait, did he say a lot of medicine, a lot of drugs? I don't remember now, but I would not be surprised if he said drugs. I wouldn't be surprised either. Because whatever it was, I was like, Alex. I know. I was, she was too stunned to speak. That was me. (laughs) Literally, he has the most sensitive skin and something had broken out. And we had been like, not pumping, but kind of pumping Benadryl into him for like the past couple of days. And I guess he just wanted to like tell somebody. (laughs) Anyways, My mom gives me lots of medicine. Anyways, we're eating, and the couple at the end of the table that my grandparents know, they were very sweet people, um, they mentioned the same case again that this man had mentioned to me at Penny's. And he was like, your 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 pops has been telling me that you run a podcast. You guys have got to talk about this case. And I was like, okay, like two times in two consecutive days. And we immediately started looking it yeah, up. Yeah, we did. And I was like, okay. So, we heard you, Crestview, Florida. This episode is for you and my grandparents because if somebody mentioned to us a third time, I was going to freak out. Because I was like, oh my god, okay. I had never heard of this, but it was well before my time. So, But today we're going to discuss the murder of Crestview local Lester Wilson. And the man that I mentioned from the diner that's really sweet that likes to help out the ladies... His grandpa was Lester Wilson. Mm, So my info is straight from the family themselves. And I've had my mom do some investigative work for us. So when we become become famous, I'll have to eventually slip her a check. Um, (laughs) And my papa too, because since they've told me to do this episode and I'm obviously not home, every time they go to the diner, I'm like, hey, can you ask him about this and let me know? Mm -hmm. And then they do. So it's worked out beautifully. So, shout out to them. Um, very sweet man. Like I said, he always 
helps the lady serve coffee. I'm going to leave out his name in this episode. You can do your research if you wish. He's just kind of a private person. And sometimes I just prefer to give people their privacy on the actual episode yourself. Obviously, this is public knowledge and you can go easily look him up. Yeah. But I'm just not going to mention his name on this episode today. Just It just has no purpose. It doesn't. Because we're going to be talking about his father and his grandfather, not him. So... There actually is a podcast you can listen to called The Sheriff, ran by Tony Adame from the Northwest Florida Daily News, okay? And if you're not local to Florida and you're one of our Louisiana listeners, that is like our number one newspaper for the area, okay? If anything happens, the Northwest Florida Daily News normally is covering it immediately. So, there's a voice clip. And this is a newer podcast. Mm-hmm. This They released it like two years ago. Okay. I listened to it. It's six parts. It was pretty good. Um, and there's a voice clip in the intro to the very first episode that really speaks the truth. And it states, the wheels of justice in Okaloosa County, which is our county, have a tendency to turn very slowly. I thought that was like the truest statement. Because there's so many cases that we've talked about on the podcast that took forever to be solved or still are not solved and it's just like something's always happening y'all like we're always making the national news for something okay (laughs) whether it be a crime or spring break or whatever something i yeah okay anyways moving on um you can listen to it on apple podcasts and even on their youtube channel northwest florida daily news has a youtube channel i did not know that i think that's pretty cool that they're starting to make videos rather than just typing out reports i think it's pretty trendy um i think it's advertising to younger people to know about stuff and get it out there because what do most of us younger people like to do watch stuff Mm -hmm. we do listen but it was kind of cool that you know and they even uploaded their podcast to the youtube channel thought that was cool wanted to include it and shout them out because a good chunk of my research did come from this podcast because the media back then did not like to report on this because it made them look bad and we'll get to it um tony interviews a few officers that were actually working in the police department in crestview and fort walton beach in the late 60s early 70s and i just added this because it was purely funny they were in the beginning of the episode discussing billy bowlegs which is a parade we have every year in fort walton beach it used to be in the winter time when it first started which is kind of silly because you go and sit out by the water and it's cold yeah Um, but now they do it in like june july um it is not after some real pirate it is it's a pirate themed and they go on these ships and the bay and everybody goes out and then they have a parade like a regular parade and they throw a bunch of stuff out and the kids love it and it's like supposed to start off school or whatever Mm -hmm. you know like if billy bowlegs parade then school's about to start soon purely made up it was created for tourism it's not off a base based off of a Mm -hmm. real pirate like people like to think back in fort walton now it's it's fake y'all i'm so sorry if i just like ruined billy bowlegs (laughs) for you it's not real um, so here enters Sheriff Ray Wilson, the son of Lester. We'll get to Lester here in a minute. That's who the episode's about. But we need to 
talk about some stuff before we get to that. Ray was the longest-serving sheriff in Okaloosa County. He served from 1955 to 1976. Um, that record still stands today. He's oh, wow. still been our longest. Is, is he elected sheriff? Yes, and people really liked him. That's awesome. They, they really liked him. Um, here's where I think of my papa. Every story I heard about Sheriff Wilson, and I'm talking about Ray Wilson, don't get the two confused, described him as never leaving home without his cowboy hat. He was very tall, like six foot four and like 200 oh, wow. pounds. Um, and he was compared to John Wayne. Um, I'm not comparing the two to their looks, the John Wayne part, okay? Um, because I grew up watching cowboy movies. I saw every, literally every John Wayne movie you can name, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Seen it. I, I literally learned how to read people's lips mm-hmm. from watching John Wayne movies with the sound turned off um, and the captions on. And yeah, that was my childhood. I thought it was really lame back then, but I think it's really cool now. And I still do it today. If I can't hear people, I'm like squinting at you like, what? Because I'm not going to ask you what is third time, okay? Two is my limit. Do you follow the girl lady on TikTok that teaches you how to read lips? I feel like I've seen. She made video. me realize that I'm a lot better at it than I thought I was. It's not okay. It's not that hard. Because the first, like the very first time that she, I saw her videos, I was like, like she did it, and I was like, you're saying whatever it was she was saying, and she does it like three different times or something like that, and I was like, well, that was easy. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm just gonna keep getting harder, and I was like, they're not getting harder. I was like, I could just, I. I'm saying it with you, like I'm moving my mouth with you, and I know what you're saying. Like, it, oh, I catch myself. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like making the same like, like, yeah, like movements with my mouth, and I'm just like, it, it's easy. I mean, I'm not to say that like it's not hard for people, like because I'm sure it yeah. very much is. I was like, but it was a task or a, not a task, a talent maybe that I realized I had. It was like, that was not very hard for me. And just so y'all don't think I'm a weirdo and was just watching TV with no sound, my grandfather is basically deaf. He lost his hearing when he was a baby. Um, and it's just normal to me. Like, I catch myself watching TV with the captions on. Oh, I watch TV. But see, I'm also like you, my grandpa, my papa, which is why me and Bethany both have jokes that both of our grandfathers are literally They're twins. the same people. Yeah. They're the same flipping people. Even I, the job that they do. Gosh, they're the same, same. people. Yeah. But growing up, my grandfather lost his hearing being around like so much construction equipment yeah. and everything and so as long as i like it's obviously steadily gotten worse as he's gotten older but like it's to the point now where like i when i grew up i was just used to having closed caption on because like he couldn't hear the tv yeah. barely anyway so he had to read everything so i just like now it's like subtitles are my comfort zone i do get protective because if we're out like eating people tend to want to yell and I've looked at so many people and been like, I don't care how loud you talk to this man. He's not going to hear mm-hmm. you. Just look at him and talk clearly. Uh-huh. And I'm like, they do that to a lot of it's not la- It's not loudness. Like, you don't need to talk louder. They, like, don't fully open their mouth when they're, they're like, mumbling. Yes. And he's, like, trying to read their lips. That's why it's pretty important to, like, pronunciate. Yeah, like, when we're, like, when we're talking to Papa, like, it's usually we'll just do, like, one, like, hey like like to yeah. get his attention and then we'll talk not loudly but like forcefully yeah 
Can I tell a funny story yeah, about being deaf? Okay. So it's <laughs> so it's it's my favorite story. So my grandparents were in Sam's and like you know when like 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 years ago they would have people like working and they'd be like, Hey, do you want to like a free hearing test or whatever? Mm-hmm. So so the my grandparents were walking through and this guy came up to my grandfather and asked him something and my papa was like no 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 and then as they kept walking he looked over at my nana and said what did he say <laughs> and my nana was like he asked if you wanted a free hearing test <laughs> that's actually really funny that is my favorite story because we have I'm- a running joke in our house though, that makes me think of that um because my papa he has when i tell you he loves costco and i promise we'll get back to the episode. okay costco if my grandparents had if we had a costco here i guarantee my grandparents would be costco. they drive to tallahassee which is like an hour and a half away from crestview just to go to costco because they hate sands and they love costco um but they have a card with them and he has the when i tell you the top of the line hearing aids these things connect to his phone through bluetooth and he Uh can control it through his phone but we have a running joke that if he doesn't if we're arguing which in our family is pretty often but it's like not like it's a good argument i promise Uh we're just very opinionated okay we have a running joke that he'll just open his phone and turn his hearing aids off (laughs) If he doesn't want to hear us. Can you imagine, though, if he actually does? I think he does, because, like, I remember being a child during, like, Christmas time when it's it's stressful, when he had just, like, regular hearing aids, and I remember watching him just, like, twist the button off Uh when he didn't want to hear my granny or my mom. (laughs) That's amazing. And I, I, like, kept it to myself. I was like, I'm not telling you. I kind of wish I had the ability to do that sometimes. I'd be like, I'm just really tired of hearing you people. He does say he likes it at night when he takes them out, because it's, like, silent. Or like like the kids that have the cochlear implants and like parents will find them taken off places and they're like, I just wanted, I was tired of hearing stuff. Like I just wanted it to be quiet. That's how he is at the end of the day. He enjoys it. He's like, I just. I'm tired of hearing things. I don't have to hear anybody. (laughs) Like it kind of makes you hope that when I'm really, really old, I do start getting a little deaf. That way I can just be like. It's time for me not to hear anybody. I already feel that. I say huh so many times. Is that like what? (laughs) And then I'm like. All right, then I'm just not meant to hear it. <laughs> Anyways, so this story is going to get crazy now that we just got sidetracked. Um, it's always me. I'm sorry. It was good talk, though. Um, it's going to paint a picture of Okaloosa County, even though I feel like I've already painted a colorful picture for you guys about my hometowns. And when I say hometown... There's one that I was born and raised in, and then there's one that I spent all of my summers at because that's where my grandparents lived, okay? But I just basically go ahead and call both of them my hometowns because... It's basically the same same area. Yeah. They're right next to each other. Like, Crystal's been to both. It's like maybe a 30-minute car ride in between the two. That's like getting from one side of the city to another place. Um, It's like literally, it's like my house to Halton. I was about to say, yeah basically okaloosa county but we're specifically going to be talking about crestview florida like i said i spent many many summers in crestview i helped on our family farm so many good memories it just love it still go and visit there my grandparents still live there today okay um, I ate lunch at least twice a week at Azteca. If you don't know, Azteca. it's a Mexican restaurant in Crestview. It is. The it was best. pretty good. I mean, I don't know yes. why people were hating on it. It got it's voted just... the best 
Mexican restaurant in Florida, I think, this past year. I don't know about in Florida, but that's crazy. I mean, I love Azteca. I don't know if I would go that extreme, but I guess they won some big award. But I mean, if we're talking about best restaurant, you know what we're talking about. Oh, Pounders, hands down. (laughs) I'm going to love this if you guys are locals and you listen to this. Pounders, the last time we were home for a visit in June, I literally asked Crystal. I I asked for it every single day. I just want to know, can we make a franchise and put it right beside my house? Oh, like, right beside so my house. So good. I would walk there every day for lunch and dinner. Oh. It was amazing. I got the teriyaki steak with double rice and the macaroni salad. Oh, God. Just. It's so good. So good. Oh, gosh. Anyways, but back in the 1960s, it was deemed the most lawless Florida town. Jesus. And that was an actual thing. Jeez. Um. Yeah, that's a heavy. What title. was happening? Things were happening. <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of stuff was being covered up. A lot of people were being paid off. Okay. Um, horrific events that we're about to talk about were made to seem very small, like way smaller, to the cops and the media's in the 1940s. So this okay. is a little bit of an older case. Um, we're even going to go back as far as talk about the 1950s, 1920s. Wow, okay. But let me set the scene. I'm painting another picture for you guys. I'm a very good artist. <laughs> um, the date is March 15th, 1940. Okay. Police Chief Lester Wilson, this is Ray Wilson's uh, father. father. Yes. And his wife, Bama. Bama's her name? Bama. That is her government name. That's like, precious. Like Alabama, but, but it's just Bama. Bama. That's precious. Yeah. They are home enjoying each other's company. Excuse my dog. We're just going to pretend she's not here. That's basically what I do. I just tune her out during the podcast, okay? I feel like if you listen to us, you should just expect a weenie dog barking in the background, okay? The day that she no longer barks in the background will be the saddest day. Oh, my God. Anyways. Yes, because I'll have a giant backyard for her to run in, okay? Don't have that now, sadly. I will soon. Um, But they were home, sitting by the fire, listening to the radio. They were just listening to the news because World War II was about to happen. I think that's what he was listening to. And he had sons that were around the draft age, and he wanted to keep up with it because he wanted to know if his sons would be drafted. He was very anxious about it. As one would. But they decided to turn it off because I guess it was making him a little too anxious. And then they were just listening to music. Um, And they were sitting by the fire. And I know you're going to be like, Bethany, this is March in Florida. Why were they sitting by a fire? Okay, so they don't know. And I can vouch for this. But for some reason, Crestview is always 20 degrees cooler in the winter or like spring than anywhere else. Like, even Fort Walton. Is it higher elevation? It's about the same. Hmm. So, it was about in the 30s or 40s this this night. That's so weird. So, that's okay. why they were by the fire. And you're like, this is March. Like, mm. halfway into March. I promise you. I did my research. But, I mean, it's at nighttime, too. Yeah, so, it cools down had, a lot at I night. I also had that because I was like, whoa. Like, they were, like, bundled up by the fire. Hmm. But, anyways, I just had to include that because I just was curious. Um, Lester had actually been dropped off at the home by his son, Woodrow. I also think that's a really cool name. That is cool. 
Um, Woodrow was the second oldest child, I believe. And I think he was either 17 or 18. Um, he dropped his father off. They ran a taxi company together in Crestview. And he dropped his dad off because he was just tired for the night. And then he was going to drop a customer off and then go back and drop the taxi off at this cafe that they worked out of and then drive home. Um, and as he's getting comfy in his chair, Lester hears someone walking up the stairs of their front porch because he was sitting very, very close to their front door. And their front door had, like, um glass panels you know yeah. not stainless not like stained glass where you can't see it but like literally just like a glass panel mm-hmm. and then like a wooden frame so you could easily see through it and he kind of stands up and goes to the door thinking you know somebody wants to come in or is coming over and there's a man holding a double barrel shotgun pointed straight at him jesus and he shoots one single shot and it hits Lester on the left side of his face, kind of a little bit above his cheek, and then exits out the back of his skull. So Okay. I'm trying to feel that on my face. So, like, thank you. Yeah. Like, not through your eye, but, but like, like, underneath the under eye socket, eye, maybe? And then straight out the back of your left side of your head. Oh, God, that would have hurt. Um, no duh. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not going into extreme detail, but just use your imagination getting shot in the head with a, do- a double barrel shotgun. Stuff happens. Okay. Yeah. A lot of stuff yeah, happens. Stuff. We're making hand gestures that y'all can't see. Stuff. But just, just know there's a wide hand on the side of my face going stuff. Uh, yeah. Out. 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 You know? Um... Lester and Bama had six children, but only 16-year-old Velma and... Precious. Tw- yes. I love these names. Like, gosh. All these names. Oh, my gosh. Velma that was so sweet. Best names. And 12-year-old Ray were home. Twelve was, or Ray was the baby. Aww. He was the caboose of the family. And like I said, 17-year-old Woodrow was the driving second. the taxi back to the cafe to come home because he still had a customer. Um... His mother, Bama, didn't get the chance to see who did it because she was just obviously in shock and it happened so fast. And immediately after it happened, she went to Lester and was like, oh my God, my husband's just been shot. I need to like look after him. So she didn't even like look out the door or anything. She just went straight to him. I feel like that would be my reaction too. Um, But... When, obviously, when this happened, the, both of the children, Velma and Ray, come running into the living room because they're like, what happened? They just hear a loud noise and probably their mom screaming. Velma's frantic, just starts crying. I mean, she's, yeah, 16-year-old girl. I'd be freaking out too. Ray immediately runs over to his father and starts holding his father. And this is very sad. He says that he was holding his father together. That is traumatizing. Horrible. Imagining a 12-year-old boy sitting there holding his father together because he's just been shot in the head is... Oh, my God. Anyway. You don't heal from that. Yeah. Here is where the media lied and tried to make the situation seem like it wasn't so bad. 
how do you make somebody getting shot in the head with a double barrel shotgun not so bad but they, were they just trying to like maybe not make the situation like make people freak out freak out but also cover it up okay but they reported lester died immediately from okay. the gunshot which a lot of people would believe he got shot in the head with the shotgun okay Ray tells the officers that his father laid there in pain and tried to talk to him, but nothing ever came out. It was Ugh. like grunts and mumbles. Ugh. And like a little bit of like whimpers because he was like partially crying, but the body couldn't like let a cry out. Yeah. Um, for five to ten minutes. And then he passed away. Jesus. But, like, even in all the reports that I looked up, the public records, what they released back in the 1940s, it said that ex-police chief, because he wasn't a police chief at the time, he mm-hmm. retired, dies instantly from shotgun wound. And it, like, and his I guess, son was like, that's not what I said. I guess they were just, uh, maybe in defense of them, maybe they just kind of didn't want anyone to know that he suffered. I guess, yeah. But it really hurt the family because they were there and they witnessed it. And that's not what. I felt like the better yeah. thing would have been like, do you want, do you want us to say that he suffered or do you want Most us to just, that he went yeah. peacefully? Or not even put that, just say. Yeah, that he passed away, that he died, shot. he yeah. was killed. Anyways, here's the even scarier part. As I couldn't get any more terrifying than a random person coming to your house and shooting your husband. Ray remembers cleaning himself up after the incident. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the officers were still there. The body had to be removed, and the family needed protecting, okay? Somebody had just came into their home yeah. on their porch. He could hear two officers outside his be- bedroom window, because he went to his bedroom to clean up, you know, cleaning his father's remains off of himself. It's already a traumatic experience. Um, and one officer, he didn't know who said it, he just heard it. Uh-huh. And he knew there were officers outside their house. He said, one officer said to the other, you know they'll never catch who did this. And they just kept leisurely talking like nothing had happened, he said. Like they were just chatting it up with buddies. And kind of like almost laughing about it is how he described it. And the crazy thing is, and he actually passed away in 2014. I'm just going to go ahead and ruin that for you guys. Ray? Yes. Um, 12-year-old Ray never told anyone this information. He never told anyone that those police officers said that. I feel like partially he was afraid, and then also partially what are people going to do? What are they going to do? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? If a police officer is saying that, you can't go to the police yeah. and tell them. It was just something that he heard. So he never told anybody until almost a decade ago, that man I was telling you that I met at Penny's, mm-hmm. Ray's son, he told his son that mm-hmm. uh, shortly before he passed away. That's sad. And just imagine holding that in for almost 60 years. I cannot. I cannot. That's such a heavy burden to to carry especially considering he went on to become the sheriff of crestview mm-hmm. and work with officers and probably maybe worked alongside those people when he got i older. cannot i cannot but and i mean this in the nicest way and y'all it'll say it in the title but i just realized that i never told y'all this will be a two-parter we're 35 minutes in and i'm just not letting you guys know but it'll say in the title <laughs> <laughs> 
when I say there was a lot of information for this case, that's why I texted Crystal and I'm like, I need an, another, I need another month. I need another Florida week because <laughs> this is a lot. And I, we're, when I tell y'all, I still have a lot and there's a lot more. Yes. So part two will come at the end of October. October so yes. you got a while to yeah. compile but, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Crestview back in the 1920s is just like it is today. Take that as you will. I know I spent a lot of summers there. That still does not mean it's the best place in the world. But nowhere is really. I don't want y'all to think that I'm just like, oh, Crestview is the worst place in America. No, it's just a city. For us, it's pretty bad. As a local that's lived there, it's pretty bad. It's a city of sin, okay? You heard Daisy. She said, yeah. Um, Even back during the Prohibition era, I think people forget that one time Prohibition was a thing. And yes, even for Florida. I know that blows y'all's mind. We also had Prohibition. Um, Crestview didn't follow the laws. They did not have a Prohibition, okay? I mean, they kind of did, but they kind of didn't. Liquor was still sold. Even though people were, like, in these fake, like, buildings that you had to hide out in. There was, like, secret doors and you had to have a secret passcode to get into just to have you a glass of bourbon. No, not in Crestview. Like, <laughs> you could get you a glass of something. Um, Wherever you wanted. Yeah. I mean, there were still, like, laws. They just didn't follow them. Um, gambling. Oh, man, when I tell you gambling is yeah gambling was very much a thing uh they mentioned prostitution a lot but where was that they made it seem like crusty was the only place in there that had prostitution but i guarantee that was a lie and like prostitution was everywhere prostitution has been around since the bible y'all i mean we were talking about the prostitution the red light district (laughs) here in shreveport yeah like that's not as much as the prohibition to me. I feel like everywhere had prostitution. Yeah, everywhere still has prostitution. Yeah, and there's and nothing wrong with alcohol it. Alcohol just legal now. Yeah, like, one of these things is only still illegal. Um, but remember, and of course it has to do with a woman. Yes, you know. Yes, very true. Remember, it was deemed in 1960 the most lawless city, and we're talking about the 20s and 40s right now. So it was really rip raring back in the 20s. So, by it's the a wild 60s, west yeah. in the south. Oh my god. <laughs> so here we have the Wilson family moving into town and buying up the land. Okay, that sounds a little extreme, but that kind of is what they did. They were a very conservative family. And when I say conservative, they were... Lord, I'm trying to say this without being too me. Um, (laughs) Christian. Just set in their ways. Morals. I get it. We have a lot of families like this. But they moved to the wrong town for that, okay? (laughs) Um, I, that's the wrong town for you to be moving. Oh my God. That's just, especially in that time, but they wanted a safe town for their children to flourish in. Can I ask why they moved here? If they knew the town was like this? They didn't. Okay. They didn't. It was kind of a, everybody was talking about how great the area was and 
one of the major railroads went through there because there is all through Fort Walton, Crestview, even here we have tons of railroad tracks mm-hmm. and stations. And, like, one of the major ones went through that area, and people were getting on and off all the time. Some of them had a lot of money, and were one- there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, still a horse and buggy town, basically. Mm-hmm. And they basically moved there already having profit mm-hmm. and knew that people were trying to build up the area, and they were like, oh, we'll move there. Help out. Help build it up, you know, make it a good town, you know? Yeah, makes sense. And then they moved to Crestview, Florida. And they're like, oh, wait, this is a lawless town. And at the time, they had five kids. Ray was born in Crestview. Okay. So they moved there with five, had their last little caboose there, and they had moved from home counties in the early 1920s. Uh, yeah, about 1920. Ray was born in 1927, I believe. Okay. Or around there. So, like I said, they had views. They had morals. They wanted Okaloosa to be what Okaloosa was not. They wanted Crestview to be what Crestview was not. And it... No. Okay? They wanted to better the... Ta- like, immediately they got there and they're, like, thinking of positive ways. They were starting a lot of businesses. It was giving a lot of people a job. And it was really great. And they wanted to better the town, but the citizens just wanted to gamble and sell booze. Okay? Would you do you? Make us make money from it if we're going to do it. I feel the same way. Okay? I've always been the type of person that you can do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Money makes the world go round. Whether we like it or not. And I'm a lawless person, apparently, because Mm -hmm. I would have been like, who are these people? Like, I'm trying to get... (laughs) Me too. We've been doing this forever. Yeah. Like, like why are you, who are you to come like, in here and tell me we can't do this anymore? Okaloosa County had not been Okaloosa County until 1915. Okay, this is maybe a question you don't know the answer to. But, like, when we say lawless, do we just mean that people were just living their lives? Or do we mean people were, like, getting killed and all there kinds of stuff? There were some murders. It was a little pioneerish. It, they had police officers, but they were all dirty. So, so they were so they weren't police officers. They, they were just but they had to have people. They were just people with pointed. the name. Yeah, they had to have people appointed because it made the governor look bad. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. What you're doing. But yeah, they were. <laughs> okay. Just. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so I. I see it. I can get it. They were very. They were really good parents, and they had a lot of children, and they did want to move to a new area and make it good. And I can see it, and it's scary. But like, I mean, it's not a bad place now. So I mean, they obviously yeah. did something to put I mean, on the yeah, rights. Yeah, way better. Like even from when I was a kid, it's way better. <laughs> yeah. But like, I can only imagine back in the nineteen twenties and thirties. Like, holy crap! I probably would have been like a prostitute. <laughs> I don't. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I mean, that was one of the main jobs for women, so. Or you were a taxi well, driver, or you Whatever floats you, your boat. You, you had very few, you either ran crap tables in the back. Hey, I've always said, if it makes you money, it makes you money. $20 is $20. Right? I, right. I have to remember that my grandparents will listen to me, so. <laughs> Sorry. And I am being very respectful. I'm just saying, I see both sides. I'm not okay with I the do. killing. I do, too. I'm not okay with the killing. Like, I understand. Like, I would be very angry if so. It's like someone came, like, if some outsider came into Shreveport yeah. today and said, okay, I don't like how any of this is doing. We're going to just change everything. Yeah. I would be like, who are you? 
you yeah. are not from here you've never lived here you don't know anything about the yeah. people here and you're trying to change stuff that'd make me angry but on the opposite end if I had a if I had a good bit of money I was a successful person and I was like I saw a place that I knew had potential potential and that's what they saw and yeah. I could be like hey I want to move here because I know that I can do something good Better, yeah like I have so much respect for that because that is a that is an honorable thing to say that yeah. I want to, instead of being selfish and living somewhere else, I want to move somewhere and better a place. Yeah, because I always thought prohibition was silly anyway. So people are going to drink, they're going to drink. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they had speakeasies and stuff and all kinds of things. Yeah. And just, I don't know. Anyways. No one ever stopped drinking during prohibition. I make it, to make it clear, my papa is a God-fearing man, very good Christian man. But when we went on our cruise, the first place that me and that man hit up was a casino. Okay? <laughs> and we gambled. So, that's why when I was reading this, I was like, I can see both sides. Because, yeah, I like being a good person, but I, my palm gets an itch sometimes. Yeah, you'll go spend that money. I want to go hit the roulette table, okay? Yeah. And slot machines are my weakness. So. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I get it. You know, it's just where the threatening and the killing and stuff. That's not draw good. the line. And I'm Murdering like, people. And that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. We can we can gamble and drink without that, people. That's why we have casinos. Okay. Anyways, eventually the sheriff passed away in the 1930s. And I mean the sheriff that was running when they moved there. The one that wasn't really doing anything. No. Okay. No. No. Um, There wasn't an effect. Official, and this was like 1931-1932 that he passed. There wasn't an official, like what he died for, like, like cause all, of death. The cause of death and all the reports that I did, but from like the way they described it, I googled, um, and I'm gonna, we're gonna go for it. I think he passed from laryngospasm. That sounds terrifying. I think that's how you pronounce it but it's it's your esophagus it's your vocal cords um it's similar to like ms when your body like loses like muscle function Mm -hmm. like it just does stuff on its own um your vocal cords and everything in your esophagus just like tightens and uh, untightens and tightens and like all day oh my god and eventually his throat just tightened and never let go that is terrifying so he suffocated to death basically that is horrible this is also the 1930s so they probably didn't know a lot about that you really couldn't do anything like yeah. today you could probably give someone like a muscle relaxer or an epipen or like something. a tracheotomy yeah or... something no so unfortunately he passed and they had to have a new sheriff he was the sheriff of okaloosa county and the governor was kind of freaking out because he had just been elected himself mm-hmm. and this was already already the lawless city and here we have the sheriff passing away if they don't have a sheriff then people in town aren't going to think that people are gonna everybody's gonna riot and destroy the city even or something though, even though they were already not following the law and this sheriff was known to be dirty yeah so a new sheriff was elected and Lester Wilson actually happened to be friends with the person that was elected sheriff. Well, that is lucky. So, that person that was elected sheriff elected Lester as the police chief. Okay, okay. So, he had his toe in the door. A little bit of nepotism, it but we're here there. for it. Yes. It's a good nepotism in this case. It's a good nepotism because he had actually ran for sheriff and lost. Yeah. Because they knew 
he was going to, like... Change stuff. Yeah. And they couldn't be bad. But, I mean, I guess it kind of worked out in their favor if he was friends with a guy that he was running against. I guess. It kind of, it kind of, if anything, I guess, I mean, if anything, it's a good political move because just by him running, it pretty much guaranteed the other guy to win because nobody wanted to vote for the newcomer. Yeah. So they had to vote for the other guy. Yeah. But basically, people are in Crestview and Oklahoma County, like Fort Walton, Destin, just everywhere in the area were starting to freak out because they're like, oh man, Wilson's police chief now. I can't be bad. I can't sell. Oh booze. God, I can't do nothing. I can't gamble out of the back of the. I have to do my job as a police store. officer now. Yeah, I have to actually arrest people. Oh no! Like, oh my God! This and Wilson was ecstatic. He was like, "Yes, I can finally make changes." Yeah. Okay. Me and the sheriff are buddies. I know he's not dirty. He's actually gonna enforce the law. Yeah. We can make this town so much better. Yeah. So everything was. Looking up. Yeah. On the up and up. And when I say booze, I'm talking about moonshine. Um, And this is a very key part because moonshine was like the worst of the worst alcohol out there. If you got caught drinking something else, it wasn't as bad. But if you had moonshine, you were probably kissing your cousin somewhere. And I mentioned Crestview, or I mentioned Moonshine, because Crestview supplied most of the area with Moonshine, which is wild to me. Like, literally, like, for most of the panhandle, mm-hmm. Moonshine was coming from Crestview. I love that. Um, and they know this because a ton of copper was being sent to Crestview. And Probably after the little distilleries. That's from the main... Yeah. main part that you need to make moonshine i like so, moonshine though uh you can go to the gas station now and buy it which it it's so crazy all the stuff that used to be super illegal and they used to hide back mm-hmm. then you can literally go to your local gas station or liquor store or whatever or vape shop or... tyler's cousin makes moonshine and we'll have it when we go up there it's so funny to me because i'm one of the few people that like can drink it without coughing Oh, yeah. And so, because it's really funny to me because, like, every time we go up there, someone's doing it and they're like, Ugh! and I'm just like, shot. It doesn't bother shot. me. Shot. It doesn't much. bother yeah. me at all. Um, I just wanted to include this because we're talking about prohibition and booze a lot. And I just, that was a tidbit. And I also thought it's funny because in Crestview, there's literally a liquor store on almost every corner. <laughs> um, and there's one on the end of Main Street in Crestview literally somewhat behind the big pentecostal church we have that's perfect so it makes me giggle every time i drive down main street and i know that church is there and it's like a caches i'm pretty sure it's a caches at the end of main street but yeah it still it makes me cackle but in 1936 lester ran for sheriff this is his second time running for sheriff remember i said he did it before and he lost yes. but then he was appointed police chief well, the election was up again, and he went um, against, and we'll get there. But the community tried hard to keep sheriff away from him. They were okay with police chief because you don't have as much power, mm-hmm. I guess. But they were like, we can never let this man get sheriff. It'll be the end of us being bad. All of our hooliganness. We but, can't be hooligans yeah. anymore. 
I was about to say potty work. Um, <laughs> but he was even offered $10,000 to pack up his family and leave. Jeez. They wanted him out that bad? Yeah, in 1936. So, that was a lot of money back then, and people thought that he was crazy for not taking it. And they're like, look, we'll give you $10,000 in cash right now. All you have to do is pack your family up and move back to where you came from. And he said no. That is insanity. First, they offered him two thousand, mm-hmm. and he said absolutely not. And then they said, "Okay, well, up the ante. What about ten thousand to pack up and move?" And he said no. So I did my research because I was like, I want to know how much that would be today. Mm-hmm. Um, today that would be about two hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. That's like life-changing money. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Inflation has been about 3.62% each year since 1936, which is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, $213,000 back in 1936. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, he turned it down. He stood his ground. He said, I'm not going to be I don't know. I don't know that I would have turned it down. Oh, I'm a hooligan. I would have taken it. I would have like, taken that and start ran. somewhere new. Dude. Especially since they were threatening him. They, his life had already been threatened like multiple I times. I feel like he was in the perfect opportunity to ask for more, though. I'm like, give me 15 and I'll go. Like, at that point, what what, what are you going to do? I'm a gambler. I would have been I like, would have shot high. Give me 20. Can I And settled 30? for 50. Yes. Can I hear 30? And then I would hope they would go down to 20. Yes. Or 25. And then I'd be like 20. And then maybe we settle on 15. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm a gambler, though. It runs I, in my I, blood. I would have 100% done that because I would have taken that and started over. Um, I'm glad me and Crystal can both agree that we would have shamelessly taken the ten thousand dollars well we, we would have haggled i would have 100 percent haggled we would have got i don't know i'd try to get some more money and i would have taken it i respect him because much respect to lester because he, he stood his it. ground he mm. knew what he wanted he wanted he moved there he had made a good life for him and his six children and his wife they uh, he was police chief he had ran for sheriff a couple of times they owned a couple of businesses so a good life yeah you know but it didn't matter because he ended up losing the election anyways that's so sad it was sad but so let's go back to march 15th 1940 the hour shortly after Wils- lester wilson was murdered two trucks were seen by several witnesses driving by the wilson's home off of laurel hill highway which is highway 85 which mm-hmm. you know is the road that you go down to get to my grandparents, mm-hmm. that long road. Yeah. Goes all the way to Laurel Hill, Florida, which is just shy of the Alabama borderline. Um, both were newer model Fords, a car and a truck. One belonging to Joe Adams, which we have a lot of stuff that's named after Joe Adams, and Doyle Kaysen. Kaysen ran a rival taxi business in Crestview in... Wilson's was the more preferred. Mm -hmm. People felt more comfortable. They knew he was a really nice man. Him and his son Woodrow were very sweet. Wasn't a shady of a tech. Wasn't shady. Yeah. So. So Doyle. Okay. That would be sketchy to see. Mm -hmm. And they said that witnesses. Multiple witnesses saw his vehicle drive by like two or three times. 
That's a little That's sketchy. weird. Joe Adams, I mean, yeah, he was the constable of Crestview. Um, and if you don't know what a constable is, it's just a fancy term for somebody that works closely with law enforcement. When I Googled, just to give y'all some examples, mainly the the title that people mainly have that they're a constable is like a bailiff mm-hmm. that works with the judge in like a courtroom and stuff. Stuff like that. So... The only weird, not really weird for Joe Adams himself, but his nephew, J.Q. Adams, was known to be a troublemaker. He had threatened Wilson a couple of times. He had ran with a pack of guys that were known for gambling, known for selling moonshine, known Mm -hmm. for not following the law. Mm -hmm. And if you have an uncle that works with the law... Yeah, it's just kind of looks bad. Yeah, you know? does that mean your uncle's dirty? Not necessarily. Or but... does he just have a disturbed nephew? <laughs> you know, but he was actually part of the group that uh, offered to pay him off. Oh wow! So, and his his vehicle was seen driving past uh, their road a couple of times after the shooting. So, basically, the entire law enforcement of Crestview was dirty or had family members that were dirty. And we're going to end it basically here because I don't want to go too much in because I wanted to have the beginning and his death and stuff leading up to it. And then we'll get to stuff that happened afterwards. And then it finally being solved 16 years later. Oh, wow. It takes 16 years for them to arrest somebody. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for this so, one. Yeah, but I'm going to leave y'all with one final thing. The person that was sheriff at the time of Wilson's murder didn't show up till an hour after the other officers got there. Oh wow. So. Okay. And to be a town that not a lot of murders happen in... I mean, this was 1940, and it was the most lawless city, but that was other things. They weren't, like, Mm -hmm. known for murders. But for it to take over an hour when the sheriff lived in Crestview himself. That's crazy. Maybe he was getting his story together with somebody. That's my theory. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Find out. I'm excited about this one. This is just part one. Expect a lot more crazier stuff in part two um but just thank you guys for listening to us we hope you guys have a good week make sure to take care of yourself like we said in the beginning wash your hair wash your hair brush your hair take your meds drink your water at least eat a meal you deserve it don't think about it just eat it okay because i do that myself um just be nice to yourself okay because we're all going through it all right amen yeah (laughs) all right (laughs) I love you guys and have a good week. Bye. Bye.